Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. Hi everyone, welcome again to another episode of the Away Gunners podcast. Uh, we've got Ellen and Arun back with us. Uh, hi Ellen, hi Arun. Hey, Arun. So, uh, we have to talk like two games. Um, one, one in the uh, cup game and uh, one in the Premier League. So, do you guys want to start positively, or do you want to start with all the uh, all the ba- you know all the frustration again? I think I think we can just go about talking about the negatives of both the games first, and then finish <laughs> with the positives. <laughs> because if we just end with the Crystal Palace game, we are going to like uh, since it's like you know evening time here, Eastern time in Montreal, it's about 8 p.m. I'm definitely <laughs> going to go to bed in a bad mood, so I think it'll be better <laughs> if we start uh, just talking about the bad things of both the games first, and then go on to the good things. Uh, but still, like, uh, these two games kind of showed us where we are again, right? Like, we were flying too, too much after those couple of consecutive wins. We were talking about, like, how the teams were good and how the players are uh, looking like they are hungry and how it's going to click for us and all those things. And then these two games happened. I mean, the, the cup game was we won it, at least. Um, but then uh, it just brought us back to what the reality is. Um, so, Ellen, uh, what are your thoughts about the cup game, first of all? Okay, uh, the cup game, right, uh, clearly showed, like, uh, our system at the moment, whatever Arteta is playing, works only with few players. Because if you see, until, like, uh, people like uh, ESR, Zaka, uh, like, Saka, or even, like, Laka, were, like, uh, on the pitch, like, we were actually, like, struggling. We were not doing much. Only after they came, right, like, we became lively and, like, final scoreline 2-0, like, uh, even though it looked comfortable, it was not as comfortable as, like, uh, you just see from the scoreline. So, and uh, that came in the Crystal Palace game also, like, we can touch up when we talk about that, but, like, uh, there also... No, come on, go ahead. No, 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 it clearly showed that, like, uh, individuals, uh, like, are needed, like, it's not, like, uh, or specific skill set... persons are needed like for this system to work but again i won't blame arteta for that because like he's just now like uh, like having all his players black and like trying to do something with a back four so it will take its time but at the moment like we are dependent on specific skill set uh, minded players at various positions hmm. i don't were you at least happy about us progressing in the cup because i know you don't like carabao cup but FA oh, yeah. I, I love the FA Cup. I love the FA Cup. It's our only way to get into Europe now. So I am very happy with that. <laughs> you are still hoping that we will win the FA Cup and get into Europa League. Craziest shit has happened, man. Craziest <laughs> shit has happened. I would, I, I would never rule this out. Uh, honestly, if a club like us with our revenue model, there's this no way we can um, either attract, not I, I won't say attract players, but probably attract players not because of where we are, but how much we could pay them if we don't really get to Europe. So that is getting into Europe is very important for us. Even if you're playing in the Europa League, like I, even before when people were talking about like, you know, when top four was uh, the, the, the objective, um, everyone was talking about, no, no, it's okay. Let's, let's, let's screw top four for once. Let's go into the Europa League and play. But then the financial implications of playing in Europe versus not playing in Europe is very huge. And we as a club, given the current situation and with the loans that we're taking from, from the Bank of England and, and the way in which we operate financially, we need Europe. Uh, there is, there's no other option. We need Europe. So I, I see, realistically, FA Cup is the only opportunity for us uh, to get into, the F, uh, the, in, into Europe now, Europa League. So... Um, on on that on that front, yeah, I'm I'm definitely very happy. I've I've always liked the FA Cup, be it leading it to uh, Europe or not. It's it's a fantastic tournament. Uh, it it adds 
a lot it has a lot more flavor uh, it has a lot more tra- tradition it has it, it there's a, there's a different feeling when you're watching an FA Cup game and uh, it was it was a lot of fun watching Arsenal play Newcastle as well so yeah my my full if you ask me if I'm happy yes I'm happy actually I was thinking about the same thing I was like okay we took 2 hours and it showed that the players did want like you know to go to the next step it was not like a league game they knew the implications and uh, they they put their all in for 2 hours so it was I was happy with that but it was so it was so uh, disturbing to see that we needed the youngsters to come in and change a game that went on for 2 hours the, um that's I, I, you know what i don't i don't find that um as surprising or as bothersome anymore because it has been established that the older players the senior ones are not able to actually give what what atada wants on the field to make the system work or for us to play well you know no but it is newcastle it is newcastle like it's not any any good team it doesn't matter it doesn't matter the league is league especially this season has shown that reputation doesn't doesn't mean two cents so um you, you cannot go by the reputation of uh, the, the the club that you're playing against west brom was able to draw against city and liverpool and and they are 19th in the table so uh, you know this season has been probably the best example of anybody beating anybody beat a cup game or a league game so Uh, irrespective of the let's 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 leave the opposition aside like when we are talking about this season when we are talking about the games that we are playing this season i don't think there's any any um, you know like any any um, meaning in actually talking about about the opposition because we are in a very different rebuilding phase not even a rebuilding phase it's a reshuffle rejig at that point we cannot be concentrating on 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 the opposition like we cannot take like okay a win against united is great a win against newcastle newcastle is bad and all that doesn't work that way each game that we play uh, each positive result is huge for us irrespective of the opposition that's that's the situation that we are in it shows on the field we having like three or four 19 year olds 20 year olds playing and saving us game game after game in this sort of a situation it doesn't really matter what your opposition is you're just looking for uh, at least a point but ellen uh, so but the thing for me is did you see that villian was actually trying villian was not not uh, as most people on twitter makes us believe that he's he's on his uh, retirement here no it it doesn't look like he's a player on retirement he looked like he wanted to do something just that it's not working out for him at all did you feel oh, that way the- no like i won't like deny that he was not trying or anything but again like you have to see he started trying only after emily smithro and zaka started proving that like wherever they play they'll play well exactly like, zaka was, was like going right on left and that forced yeah. him to play yeah and now right. like his re- ego is hurt like for william right his ego is hurt his reputation at the world level is like a, is a question now so because of that he's starting to try maybe like say 6 months down the line he will be an a big asset to us like if he continues on that because this is the first time he's starting to like try something and like he's starting to play with the team mm-hmm. so and again this is because of the pressure he has been like got from the youngsters not from media or others like or the coach or anybody the youngsters performing is the only reason why he is trying something now but like see uh, coming to like the point about the youngsters like uh, coming needed right like say it is clear now like the youngsters are the people who is going to drive arsenal this season and if you see that is the reason why they were rested for the fa cup also and like what's like if needed like to, like say what you do with your big players like in the europa league or like the other lower like uh, the initial stages of the club uh, like cup tournaments like uh, you rest people like auban everybody and if needed like from the bench you bring in and that's what we did with the youngsters unfortunately the game went on for a longer period and because of that they have to play like like the usual time uh, that's a bad thing for us but other than that right like it perfectly made sense them coming and trying to change the game that's mm. the situation we have with our uh, senior players like uh, you cannot expect them to do anything the worrying sign for me was that uh, even in youngsters willock whom we could um, or we are looking at as uh, as our central mid replacement or someone who could come in didn't perform well 
the same with nelson we have been having hopes on him he didn't perform well like my question is do we continue with these players do we uh, you know persist with them or do we send them out on loan or is it time to just say no they're not going to work uh for me right like uh, it would be better if both of them goes on a loan villock to a championship or a premier league with an england itself and nelson to some place like say germany or like uh, where esr or like say even uh, the other uh, uh, wingers of us have gone like it is better if they he goes and plays a season and come back uh, like see i'm not saying based on this uh, last game alone like see uh, villock needs physical presence and he cannot get in other leagues like so that is why i want him to stay in uk itself but he needs to play week in week out like to get that uh, thing and like he cannot do that in arsenal that's why he has to go in loan nelson like he's just coming back from injury so i'm not sure like how fit he is like i mean like match fitness he might be physically fit like how much of a match fitness is i am not sure he has talent but again like with the current situation right like with zaka auba on the wings uh, with martinelli also coming now and like uh, you have to pay willian and pepe for the money you're giving them so nelson will be like in the lower uh, level of the pecking order so that's why i want him to go on to loan so that he plays like this is time like where he is going to improve and like he needs to play for that uh, or else he will become another joel campbell for us like uh, who had like good uh, reputation or like good uh, uh, what to say positivity around him but like he didn't get a chance at all here and like uh, he faded off i don't want nelson to be that way so that's why i want him to go to a place but like a place like germany where like he can excel more and like can get more confident mm. yeah that that is as much as uh, the positive i could get out of the game i think so uh, no 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 i have like lot of positive yeah, if go you ahead. want like go ahead uh, yes go ahead <laughs> even if you take the crystal palace game right uh-huh. burn leno got a clean sheet in emirates in a premier league game that was nearly after March two thousand twenty. Six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close to one year. Like. Uh, I think. I think. Ask blog made a joke out of it, saying that uh, it it was like uh, nine months of gestation period, and then Burnt Leno gave birth to a <laughs> clean sheet attempt. <laughs> Something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that is another question, big question mark I have, Arun is over Burnt Leno. there is no way we could play even in cup games runasen how long mm-hmm. can leno keep pay, playing in all three competitions he is he is going to have to continue playing there's there's no other option that and it's not it's players. not it's not like we are not giving him you know work to do he's having yeah, a lot to true. do that's true but if you think about it of all the positions in the field the goalkeeper is probably the one that can go long without sustaining injuries uh, or i would say the least probability of sustaining an injury out of all the players you know so in that sense and given what we have right now uh, we have only a third choice keeper we don't even have a second choice keeper and the third choice keeper is actually uh, being the second choice keeper for now due to due to you know necessity so given how runnerson has performed and given the fact that we're not going to probably be facing any more of uh, the opposition to the same caliber as like the ones that he faced in the europa league i think it might be that we might have probably seen the last of runnerson for this season you know i'm assuming from now on all the games are going to be difficult maybe against shrewsbury or the, yeah if it is shrewsbury maybe he could play in the fa cup but apart from that it's going to be leno uh, all along uh, primarily because um runerson is just not good enough and it's it's a truth it's truth that we have to you know accept um if if um it, it just makes me wonder if if runerson is the one who made matt messi leave then how bad was matt messi be you know so that that also <laughs> makes me wonder no he ended up in i don't even know what where that team plays Hi, Havenians. They play in they play in uh, Scotland, right? Havenians, yeah, yeah. play in Scotland. Yeah, so he's going to Scotland. That's what I'm saying. So in that, yeah, like given where we are right now, we do not have an option. We have to play Leno continuously if we want to win games. Maybe like one game here and there that Renaissance could get if we play something somewhat from like you no know, League Three or something. But apart from that, Leno has to play. And let's just hope that he wouldn't get injured because, like I said. 
probably the lowest possibility of getting injured of all the 11 players on the field is the goalkeeper and uh, that's a chance that we have to take given that we also like we're being linked with other keepers too now so i just hope uh, we could sign some uh, some veteran on loan as a backup cover just in case Alan, go ahead. You were about to. No, no. Like last time when Leno got injured, also it was a physical uh, injury caused by another player, right? Like it was not like a, a, a normal injury. Like so, I don't think like he will get uh, injured often. And like uh, even like if he's going to play three days once, right? I don't think like uh, he will be tired also because like the goalkeeper doesn't uh, do much. Uh, so. But I our goalkeepers do a lot. <laughs> our goalkeepers no, do a lot. Saving is different. Like he's not going to run or like do a lot of things which can cause him uh, injury. Like he's going to move little only. Like even mm-hmm. if he's going to do a continuous save. So I don't expect uh, him to get injured. But like touch wood, like uh, if he gets injured, like uh, we are gone for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's for sure. He's probably the the most important player in the team this season. there seems to be a lot of that uh, more in, most important players actually i was about to bring on the point of the starting lineup against the crystal palace game uh, where did you guys were any surprise to see before, before we go to the crystal palace game yeah. i i wanted to ask you guys something i i know this could possibly be uh, very contentious uh, i might be the only one thinking this way um it's about pepe okay and, uh, okay so against crystal palace he had he had a pretty shitty game mm-hmm. uh against newcastle too he wasn't great but i found something different in the newcastle game whatever he was doing you know like there seemed to be no i don't know if I, i i like i said i might be the only person thinking this way because at the end of the day he didn't have anything to show for his performance mm-hmm. but i found there was more intent in what he was doing there he he seemed to be like you know getting a lot of things right in that game is it just me or did you guys feel that way too uh i'm no, not uh... Yeah, go ahead yeah. uh, because okay. so i i thought that he wanted to make things happen which which was more than what he was doing in other games exactly. I, i felt the mm-hmm. intent of it but i didn't think he was doing anything substantial to showcase that intent you know like he was tracking back he was trying to help uh, cedric i think Uh, yeah his, his defending was really yeah. good he was he was really also good. running uh, by the touch line he was uh, getting his getting the chalk up his boot but again he it's not about the end product i think it's more about um, him being in sync with other players which i find is not happening which is the yeah. difference that i felt about villian in the last game where i thought that he was getting those connections between players like with other players and that is the scary bit for me because that for me is a mark for a player who is making the progress who is who is actually improving in the team like if you can see abamyang he's not scoring much like how he used to he has a lot of credit with us uh, fans but even then in the last couple of games i can see that he's he's moving better he's linking up with other players so that thing i'm not seeing with pepe he's trying but he's trying on his own he, that that is always a concern for me that has always been a a a, a factor that i have i've looked at pepe uh, is that he's always a, an individual player he's not a team player he's not trying to you know link up with others ellen you had some points uh, i beg to differ there i beg to differ uh, here like uh, see pepe since he dribbles a lot and tries to do many things solo right like he's considered not as a team player but in reality he is a good team player only like uh, only thing is like skill sets are different so it looks that way see the difference like what i can say with no no players, i like, i didn't uh, mean about i didn't mean about the past uh, past statistics and stuff like that what no, i no, meant by being an individual player is that uh, his first instinct is not to find other players or to be found by other players his first instinct is to run at defenders which he might be his skill set defenders a lot more he he uh, that's that's true he 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 plays very selfishly if you could say at some points yeah and or and individualistic and and that's the that's the concern about both the sides like he's not ready to receive the balls at at the places where the players would be putting it up like our midfielders or our like right back wherever they are putting the balls up we don't find pepe there 
we don't find pepe okay. when they need a, a, a an outlet for their pass that is my no, no, let me uh, no, let me clarify on that for that like see if you take uh, arsenal right like uh, after partey came in and we thought about going to back four then only at least like something was there for pepe until that right like it was more like there was no progression uh, to the forward at all like uh, the way we were playing for a lot of period and even after partey came initially we were just trying to do crosses kind of thing now only we have like with the uh, emily smithro coming we have started to move things and how many games pepe has played after that very few and that too like as like very few like coincidence of sub like uh, he has not even started much See the Newcastle game, right? Like uh, I won't say he was great, but what I liked there is like he has started to learn things. If you see, right, uh, initially, right, like say you take Sterling for example, like, and and he, he unlearned really everything bad. for the Crystal Palace game. <laughs> he unlearned everything that he learned for the Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Palace. Uh, but that happens. Like see, uh, this is like at a very beginning stage. Like see, the way Pepe has played so far is like somebody gives the power from the back, and he has to like take it. and try to score the goal or do an assist later see even for arsenal he did that very well in the very first season he was not bad at all like he was like actually good like his return if you take for a first season see the issue is like if you take bruno compare him with bruno fernandes right bruno fernandes is at a different level as well as like he's the only like attacking player like for uh, united like there's nobody like uh, that even pogba doesn't play the same way that so that's where like he looks bad but if you take this first season in isolation he was actually good but like what has happened this season is like there is couple of factors with the way we are playing now as well as like teams have identified that he is going to play only one way and they are blocking that but he is slowly coming out of that like if you see that uh, game right like instead of going towards the corner or this thing he started to come lot more towards the middle he was trying to like uh, Uh, what to say like form an understanding with like say emily smithro or saka or others as well as like uh, if you see right like uh, the defenders right he was trying to help which at all he doesn't used to do in the past like so i am seeing lot of improvement but it is not a finished product yet like it will take no, its own no. time no i'm not i'm uh, i i think i have trouble in that sense like we are seeing improvements but doesn't my question is that it doesn't look like it's on the he's on the right track for me because so he uh, let me let me uh, put it this way okay after the during the crystal palace game you can compare zaha and pepe both are similar kind of players and both we uh, i mean one was wanted by emery and the other was given to emery right uh, and wilfred zaha is similar kind of player to pepe but he plays in a completely different position and he does completely different things as in like he is always the furthest for- forward in their team always the like See, he was the furthest forward uh, and his team plays in a low block right that's my before uh, arun goes in like uh, i will like contradict that and like arun because if arun contradicts ready to look like a pepe supporter supporting pepe but like i'll say you take zaka who's like the main player of crystal palace he's not like uh, if you take messi like for barcelona right even though barcelona will have like huge number of stars he's always the main player similar way for a crystal palace it is zaga so everything will drive through zaga only and if zaga's caliber right he should have done lot more even this season right like uh, he is like hit or miss most yeah. of the matches except the very first few games is completely miss in the most of the other games and that is why like they have to like uh, rethink everything like uh, move townsend out like bring in ezay and because he was playing as a second forward this season and he is not at all doing things very well see i'm not sure whether it is like motivational issue or anything but zaga is not showing great skill like uh, which pepe doesn't show for us similar way zaga also tries to dribble the ball and go inside in the past he has success rate is high nowadays like he's not good and with war and everything coming right he's not able to earn more penalties also like he used to earn uh, in the past even if you take our game right like in the 80th minute uh, instead of like playing and trying to shoot like he will try to get a foul which is not at all there and no, he will no. miss a golden opportunity i i i get that no wh- why i com- uh, compared zaha and pepe in the sense not just because of we try to sign the, sign him and we got pepe the profile of both players are similar 
right? The the skill set of both players are similar, and um, leave aside like how much impact Zaha is making this season for Crystal Palace or anything. But my question is that Zaha has this talent of finding other players, linking up with others in the Crystal Palace team, which is not happening with Pepe. That's my concern. He's trying, but he's not linking up. Like. that is my biggest concern after being in the in the team for almost one and a half years or almost two years he still not able to see where his teammates are passing the ball or where his teammates want him to be in or where his teammates will make that run that is my concern i don't do you see that i know you are you are supporting pepe but do you see that as a concern i i I I understand your point. You know, one and a half years is a long time. He should have adapted. Uh, he should be knowing her. But think about I mean, it. I mean, the, the the the. I mean, let alone like if he tried, like if he's he's not getting game times. He tries a pass that doesn't reach well. That is okay because that is because he's not getting game time. But not even knowing where to pass or not even knowing where to be to receive a pass is my concern. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand your question. I understand your concern as well. It's a valid concern. It's definitely a valid concern because we played a lot for we paid a lot for the player, and he's been with us for a good one and a half seasons. So good one and a half two seasons almost now. Yeah. So given that, like it, it is a very valid concern. Now, I, I, I will try to like see how why what could possibly be the reason. Just using Zaha as an example, you know, like just drawing parallel with Zaha. Zaha is. the most important player at crystal palace um if you ask me who can who is possibly going to have the same impact as zaha on, in in that team i i cannot think of one because zaha is the best player in that team now zaha if you take him from there he is the main man in there and if you put him in arsenal there's no guarantee that he's going to probably be the, playing the same way now i'm i'm not talking about connection with players i'm not talking about that part at all i'll come back to i'll come to that but here from being a player who was the biggest like person in that team like the one who was doing everything in pl uh, and going to another team where he would probably be like the third or fourth most important player would probably not have yielded the same results as as like you know what we think it it would have in that situation i i think that's exactly what's happening with pepe you know like we at leo he was the main man he was the one making things happen he was the and that's the reason why we paid so much money for him and now uh, he comes to arsenal and he realizes that he is not the main player anymore things don't go through him anymore you know in that situation he's having to adapt his his game according to the team and that is expected of the player of course we he's as a professional for the wages he's earning he's supposed to be adapting to the team but if you see how the teams have evolved in the last 2 years it has made things even more difficult for him just because of the chopping and changing and the continuous chopping and changing we we've, we've been doing under emery the second season of emery was one where we had no formation nothing it was just a bunch of players on the pitch doing shit similarly with arteta the same thing has been continuing not in the sense that we don't have any uh, organization but in the sense that the attacking side of the team has not been formed yet you know the attacking you could say the defense has been solidified but has there been any improvements in the attack no and we're talking about an attacker here so uh, in this situation I, i i believe it would definitely take him a bit more time i would see again until the end of the season to see what's going on because he still has a good uh, amount of time from now on until the end of season to to get more in sync with his teammates like you said if it doesn't work at the end of this season then yes i would i would be as concerned as you are but right now i believe the problem is the constant you know like chopping and changing it has not given him uh, in a, a possibility of a continuous set of games which in turn has affected his confidence and when he comes back there is too much expectations from him in the one game that he comes back and plays people expect him to do messi or sala like things you know that's not going to happen he's a kid he's he's, he's continuous and he needs more experience uh so that is possibly one of the biggest reasons why i see him not being able to get into six with sync with the others okay uh one thing i want to add in support of pepe is right like arsenal plays one touch football which is not easy to like uh, 
start doing immediately like it will take some time for him to like uh, understand where the players will pass the ball and everything and like uh, he's on the track to learn that but again like with him not playing much matches right like uh, it is going to take uh, a lot of time for him to like learn that and i will agree with arun on that like uh, we will have to give it time till end of season for him after that like we'll have to take a uh, stock again like whether we should have to retain him or whether we should sell him or loan him or something like but uh, that can be done like at the end of the season based on how he has improved uh, because like uh, with uh, the current situation right like not only him like billion another established player in premier league he's also struggling with the formation or like the passing like because like we were like continuously chopping and changing our attacking style of game like uh, when we were having back three there was like no attack at all like for a long period and initially when we moved to back four it was just crosses after that now like we are playing this uh, one touch football like so there are a lot of changes happening in very short period and like uh, that has having some impact also but again now we have got into a rhythm like we know like what we are going to do and like i expect pepe to improve but if he is not improving i am okay with whatever you said like uh, i was ready to sell him also hmm. talking about talking about chopping and changing i was about to bring that along um, do you guys actually see some kind of a strategy or arteta ball because i don't uh, for me whenever i look at the team i don't see anything apart from the five lanes of attack that pep used to say about apart from that what are we are we a counter attacking team now are we like a crosses team now are we like possession based team now so what is arteta's way of playing not just attacking like what is his way of playing and it seems to have a lot of dependency on specific skill sets uh, if we don't have a, a good ball passing center back then we don't have the long balls if we don't have a tierney we don't have left wing at all if we don't have um, saka then nothing happens if we don't have uh, number 10 there is no one to link up if we don't have lacazette to do the link up play nothing at all so this is all very 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 specific skill set this is very concerning for me is it concerning for you too arun elen do you want to take that uh, i can try yeah, do that uh, arun okay yeah. so one thing is like say arteta is trying to find out which formation or like which strategy or like which style of play works for us and what he is doing is like he knows these people's skills now like what are their strengths is trying to form a strategy with their strengths and that is why like uh, we are like seeing a formation or style of play where these people are needed and if these people are not there right like we are struggling See, no that is a concern to- right that is a concern how especially in a team as ours where we are trying to build for the future shouldn't the strategy define who plays instead of the players defining what strategy no. we use no see there is two things here one is like rebuilding will not happen in a season it will take couple of seasons at least and uh, with our current situation right like wherever like it will take even beyond that that being said right like arteta had to like do these changes quickly because of our current position in the table like which we have improved in the last 3 uh, to 4 weeks but before that we were actually close to relegation and like he cannot continue with that he has to do something to have an impact uh, immediately and that is what he has done see yes it is depending on some players like see but again if you take uh, tierney situation alone just for an example before right we had saka's backup left back but saka's playing at the front three now like as made sure that he cannot go and play left back anymore and we don't have kolasnach also who can bring the ball in the front like kolasnach might be bad he might not be good but he can bring the ball towards and like can do some crosses like uh, but like aman is like a completely different player like you can trust him for doing some defense but like other than that right like you cannot like uh, expect him to be like the way like tierney or any left wing back plays he won't play that way that is the reason why like aman is not started like uh, in the games where we play with lower teams only with teams like say city liverpool or like the teams where we need additional defending uh, like we have uh, aman and uh, 
that is the reason why like uh, it doesn't look way and again if you take auba and laka's scenario right like auba is not a player like who links up with many players much like he see from the wings he links up with zakkar other thing but other than that right like he's not somebody who's going to run back like get the ball passed to him and like take it like towards like he's not that kind of a player he's like a proper striker who wants like delivery given to him yes he goes back and do some link up play but he's not like a, uh, an out and out link player like uh, like say laka see at the moment like since we have to get immediate results like uh, arteta found out like the sense of people and trying to play with that uh, but in long term right like you will have more players sign some players going out and some players coming up like that will help you like to form that see for example if you take in the defense he got gabriel but like even if it gabriel's injury like we are not at all missing gabriel for the last 3 4 weeks mainly because we have an able replacement in mari who is can play that same way and like see we also have david luiz who can do the same way all on the left side i'm not sure about the right side of the center backs because arteta talks about left uh, center back and right center back so i'm not sure about the right side but at the left side right i can see like couple of backups even if something happens so like that right like these player positions also i expect to fill it because see now we depends on emily smithro because we don't have a creative field uh, midfielder but once we sign a creative midfielder emily smithro will be a backup and that player might be the uh, actual player and then like you will have a backup now at the moment right we don't have backups we have like so much like one dimensional players who are not at all good at anything that is the reason why we see this as a thing i see this as a rebuilding uh, thing and uh, it will get sorted out in like couple of seasons but mm-hmm. the only catch here is like uh, how we are going to proceed because again this might not be like the way arteta wants to play itself like he is doing it for the results and like we might see a different game altogether next season with even more uh, personal so i won't worry about that at this moment uh, at least uh, but uh, it is like a, a good thing in a way if you ask me like because arteta is trying to identify the skill set and playing according to that which means like he's a good tactical person as well as like he's ready to adapt it doesn't worry you much but it worries me a lot when i saw am and trying to play left back and uh, that moment arun i don't know if you have, if you remember it where he got a ball uh, that tierney would have put in a peach of a cross that would have ended up in the goal somehow and then his his cross ended up somewhere in the stands uh, there were a couple of moments where he was pretty bad at being a left back he's not one he's not one he he, he does a decent job of being a right back uh, but yeah he's not a left back i mean i see it this way picasso any manager be it ferguson or sam allardyce buys player to suit their style of play they don't um like be it their their budgets are different their motives are different but at the end of the day they are going to get players that suit their system they're not going to get uh, they're not going to like you know get the players and 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 create a system to play those players that's not going to happen that's that's not how it works so if a sam allardyce is going to play a low block and he wants tall defenders he's going to go for tall defenders those tall defenders are not going to be a barcelona or a liverpool quality but they are going to be tall defenders because that's whom he needs similarly arteta is trying to implement a system where we can like proceed the ball further with one touch passing and and find that like last person who can unlock the defense but i don't know if you remember or not when andre was playing for after he finished playing for barcelona uh, there was a video where he explained what yeah. pep actually brought to the team you know yeah. till you go to the final third you play according to what i say in the final third you are free to do what you want but if you look at the ball progression till the final third it was a play that was made possible because of the kind of players they had there um if you take an iniesta or a xavi out of there and you put in a sabayos that system is not going to work if you take Uh, a messi or an andre out of the system and you put a pepe in that system is not going to work that is basically the difference uh, in in what arteta is trying to do and what he has at his disposal we have been constantly talking about all these players not being good enough that's a problem the problem is that it's not that they're not good enough they're not good enough to start they're good enough to be squad players they're just not good enough to start and this is definitely going to 
take time, at least till the end of the season and the next window, for Atleta to be able to get the team that he wants to play the football that he plays. Pep's team, you could say tiki-taka football. But how many managers, Pep's team of Barcelona, I'm talking about, how many managers do you know right now who have a specific, I'm not talking about strategy, but ball progression, the way in which they play. Liverpool is all about the, the, the high-intensity pressing and then they cross the ball from the wings. But apart from that, is there anything else that you could call really a strategy in there? United, but I don't see anything. It's all about progressing the ball forward again. United used to be a counter-attacking team. We hardly see those counter-attacks anymore. Chelsea, again, they're trying to play slick football, but it works only with the personnel that you need for that system to work. You cannot expect to be playing that with Thiago Silva or like, you know, the rest of the bad players they have there and then they're realizing that. that Mourinho Mama the, with his uh, b- big bus. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. I don't even want to go there. So that's why, <laughs> yeah. that's why I, I, I'm not talking about the guy. So that's exactly, that's what I'm trying to say here because the thing is, you need those players to implement the kind of football that you need to be playing week in, week out. Um, in, in the beginning, we were playing a three, back three, and then we when we transitioned to black four, we realized that this football was also possible, which at the beginning of the season didn't seem possible at all. When we started playing a back three, mm-hmm. this is the evolution that you're looking for in the team. He's trying to find what fits, what what he knows that he doesn't have the players to implement what he really wants to implement, right? Out of this team, how many like really good players do we have? How many really good players do you think we have? Oh, that's a very, very tough question. Probably like, probably Leno, uh, Gabriel, uh, Aubameyang, uh, Thierry. Tini and Vardy, probably? Yeah, Saka and uh, ESR, the they're, just, they're just like, they're good prospects. They're good yeah, Saka players. and ESR are very good prospects along with Martinelli. But like, do you... Even uh, party, I wouldn't put it in, put him in the basket because uh, he hasn't shown us. I mean, he's a good player, but is he is he could turn out to be a Pepe for all uh, or a Villian for all sake. Uh, so in in, in that case, him. I would remove Gabriel as well. He's not even played one full season. So no, who yeah, are that's we left true. with? That's true. Who are we left with? We are left with uh, Leno, um, Leno, Aubameyang, Katie, and Aubameyang. Yeah, that's it. So three players. You're trying to play football that is supposed to involve 11 players with only three good players and the rest of them standing like wooden pieces. So you're not seeing the strategy probably because of that too. You're not trying seeing what Adeta wants to implement because of that too. Because when his thing works, it works really well and it looks like it has been properly orchestrated. Uh, the difference that I'm trying to say here is when Emery was in the first season, when we went on that 22-match unbeaten run, we were doing things, but there seemed to be no logic behind why we were doing those things. It just seemed to work out fine. Like the goal that Ramsey scores as soon as he came in, like that, that fantastic goal with all the passes. If you ask the team or Emery to replicate that goal again, they wouldn't be able to do even in training. Because that goal just happened. It was an Emery's play. You know, so it 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 the manager requires time, but the, the, for me, the encouraging sign is that there seems to be something that Arteta is trying to do that's visible on the pitch. Uh, over a, a certain period of time now, what he's trying to do has not changed. You know, uh, if you remember the first, probably the, 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 after the first three games where we won, uh, for a long period of time, there was a change every game. Mm-hmm. It was either back three or back four, and then we're switching, the, the midfielders were moving, the, the uh, fullbacks were cutting in, and then like the fullbacks are now wider. So, over a period of time now, I feel that he's not changing how he wants to move the ball forward, how he wants the system to be, the gameplay to actually look like, you know. So, in that sense, um, it's, it's more, yeah, you need the personnel. The only problem, like you said, we are not a city to be able to afford, like, you know, fullbacks for 200 million. Yeah. So, we need to be very astute with our signings and not make, like, you know, not just about Pepe, but not make mistakes like that again. That's the biggest thing. So, given all this, I, I believe that yes, I, I'm I'm fully on board with what Adidas is doing. I can I can because I can see the changes. But yes, you're right. For the system to work, you need personnel. But that's the same for every team, every manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you take, for example, the simple difference is when Shakiri plays for Liverpool instead of Mane or um, Salah. 
or even when Ox plays, a team's not the same. That doesn't mean that like their system is dependent on that player. That just means that that system for it to be effective and to work, you need someone of Salah's caliber or Mane's caliber. And that is kind of what we are trying to do here. Salah and Mane were not there like playing at like, this level in Klopp's first season, right? So it it needs um, a lot of fine tuning for us to be able to get where we want to, and that also needs players. So I am not really concerned as much as you are about this. Uh, Picasso, uh, before you jump in, like uh, I have a few questions for you. Okay. Uh, how do you rate Pep as a coach? Like uh, because he has its own strategy. Mm-hmm. He has implemented it in Barcelona, Bayern, and even in City. Like uh, he's been successful too. So do you value him as a good coach? Yeah, I that actually. That is my first question. Uh huh. Like, let me finish. My second question is. Will you accept that uh, with City, right? Like the set of players they have, like you can have like two starting lineups which can play against any team in this Premier League. Will you accept that too? Yeah, I mean, I rate Pep really, really high. Uh, I yes. he like, if you put me in a spot to choose between Pep and Klopp, I would choose Pep over Klopp. Okay. That's how much I uh, really? I I rate him. Uh, okay. And the second question, yeah, they do have two. Two sets of actual playing eleven. They could okay. put both that into Premier League, and they would have both the teams finish in top six. Yeah, like that quality they have, right? But if you saw what happened to them at the beginning of the season, they lost one player called as David Silva, mm-hmm. and you saw how they struggled uh, with a kind spite, of coach. In spite of having Kevin KDB, in spite of yes, like Bernardo all Silva. the quality players, everybody like. See, the system depends on certain players for certain things. Like they are the people who does that uh, difference. Like now they have adapted. Like I'm not saying like with the quality and the coach style they have adapted. With the Arsenal, right? Like we have like very few quality, and we are trying to adapt to the system itself. So it will take even more time. That is what I was trying to say with that example. No, that's uh, that's true. That's true. It was just uh, my concern was because every time we. Every time it's a valid draw, concern. Like every uh, time we draw or lose a game of fine margins, like against Crystal Palace, our our answers are always like, "If only we had this player. If only we had that player." Like it is always about one player missing out. That is my concern. Like if is our system so fragile for even like if we remove one player no, out of is, it? That no, is but, my but, concern. But Picasso, let me ask you this: We had a left back called Andre Santos. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. Everyone remembers him. <laughs> yeah, why was he brought into the team? Oh, he he What he, what role was he supposed to perform? I mean, uh, when we signed Andre Santos, we thought he we were getting like one of the world beaters in him. Yeah. Like, like that's that's what we thought. We thought yeah. he was going to be another Roberto Carlos. Yeah, But yeah, are you, absolutely. Are you telling me that that Wenger's team for the football that they played, Andre Santos was an answer or Andre Santos was a good 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 Starting lineup player. No, we we signed Mondri- Montreal when Gibbs got injured and Andres Santos was available for selection. We went yeah, to exactly. the market and we bought someone to replace exactly. him. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's the thing because Wenger realized that for for things to work, Andres Santos was not the answer. Even though we had Gibbs, Gibbs was getting injured, and that's why we went for Montreal because you need the defensive stability in there. So that's exactly the same situation. Managers have always been doing this. It's nothing new. It's just that it 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 seems new for us because we've seen like 26 years of one person running things, and I with his system he knew what he was doing. So we were used to seeing the same manager doing things. It's like a, a set thing. So when we are really have to start sort of like creating something from scratch, the pains that come with it is something really new for us right now, and and that is that is exactly why you're feeling this way. Even Wenger's team, it's it's always been the case. Like we we took Vieira out, and we're still crying about it, right? We've still not found yeah. Vieira's replacement. Hopefully that's yeah. hopefully Gilberto that's party for a long time. <laughs> Vieira and yeah. Gilberto yeah. combined yeah, I mean, like, would be party. <laughs> But uh, talking ah, about midfield, so, uh, just a minute, uh, Ellen. Talk. I have to talk about the midfield before we go move forward with anything else, because there was this one person who was actually playing really good in both games. and i wanted to give a shout out to him because we have been slacking him off like left right and center shaka has been playing absolutely wonderful in the past couple of games 
he's he's had a he's had really good couple of games he he's kept things tight um especially maybe. when uh, in the crystal palace game when uh, when i think who made that run i think it was uh, uh the last was, ditch tackle yeah yeah that was amazing i was so i was i was cheering it like it was a uh, you know it was a goal scored it was probably like you know one of those tackles that you know for sure when you see him that it's going to be a red card for him a penalty for yeah him. i was so worried when that didn't happen it was like <laughs> really surprising you know but he went into uh, tackles so much in crystal palace game he was yeah. he was he was throwing himself everywhere and anywhere it was it was really nice to see him play this way but like i'm not going to like credit where it's due but let's see how he yeah. consistently performs till the end of the season like for me the newcastle game where he came in and he had a job to do you know like all that he had to do was like keep things under control win the ball high up the pitch and continue on he did that really well um, that is possibly the role that he has to be playing in the team you know so um, it's finally nice to see his role being defined high winning the ball high up in the pitch though that has been his role throughout the season throughout under arteta he's not been able to do that well and when he's finally able to do that well it shows so when you have someone winning the ball that high up the pitch with a guy like party next to him it would it's it's going to be like really good and i was i was very glad to see him play this way i was very glad that doesn't change how i feel about him but yeah very happy to see him play this one i i just hope elen that he's parte who is next to him because him and sebayos are the worst midfield partnership that i mean they are not worst players i just feel that as a partnership that is not at all working like whenever we have tried those two it is not working at all it's 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 like all the balls go there to die that i agree like they are not good partners like uh, even though sebelas was like really good compared to parte in the crystal palace game but again that is because of parte not having any minutes at all with his team or like with the continuous injuries but in the long run right like parte and zaka i feel like will have a really good partnership because their skill set uh, matches uh, perfectly well I really if they could like, form a relationship i really don't like sebelas he takes too much touches he just turns and twists and not looking forward it just doesn't feel like a midfielder for arsenal uh, sorry no, he is like uh, the andres no, no he is like the andres santos uh, scenario like uh, he might be good for some other team but like for us right like uh, <laughs> ellen tell me three teams that andres santos could be good for and i'll start talking <laughs> in this podcast i will talk in this podcast <laughs> no andres santos played really well for fc goa in isl and he played along with pires played along with pires he was actually playing like pires level for fc goa with his free kicks as well as like uh, he was like uh, we can ask because also we went into a match in the stadium where andres santos was like doing all sorts of magic <laughs> with two free kick goals and other things so crazy that was crazy to watch we went to the stadium to watch andres santos <laughs> imagine that <laughs> actually pires no. we went to saw pires pires was like not even used as sub he was on the bench andres santos started and like he played like pires level that day <laughs> it was crazy it's crazy but uh, getting back to yeah. arsenal though um uh, elen i wanted to put uh, put this question to you because i know you you have some points on it especially about our free kicks and corners what the fuck are we doing there <laughs> did you see that and we have a specialist coach also yeah. set pieces i mean it's good that the set piece coach has brought down our like defensive um, you know set piece uh, conceding capacity but offensively what are we doing we are just going and clumping ourselves together near the goalkeeper like the opponent goalkeeper and our balls are not reaching even that point like for us all our balls are reaching the first defender and get yeah. gets cleared it's always the first defender uh, there are two issues here like one is like maybe like uh, how we progress as a team like making our defense strong and then like uh, improving our attack i feel like maybe our set piece coach also following the same like he wanted to make sure uh, 
defensively we are strong on set pieces and then like uh, transition to no, the but, attacking but, but that is that is but, uh, let, let <laughs> okay okay go ahead no, no, let me the second concern is like why we are not able to do like even with this right like there is like series of people taking corners like there is no specified uh, people like say william exactly. started it like uh, unfortunately right like william uh, was a good person for that but like he is out of the team because of his own performance and then like saka is taking it i don't expect like saka to do a good cross itself like uh, because he is good at like all those plays but like he skills it is different like he goes and takes corners for us like various kinds of people going and taking it like sebelas takes it and you know sebelas is not at all a fit for us so like see that's where the issue is like once we get a proper person who can take those corners right uh, i think like that is also as part of the transition will happen along with that the strategy will happen now at the moment right with the kind of people we have it's just like pass it to the area and hope no, like, that with all the people that try to No, exactly. That's my concern. That's my concern. See, it is not a personal issue because, like you said, Billion tried it, Pepe tries it, Saka tries it, uh, Smithrow tries it, uh, Sabayos tries it. When you can try it, everyone, everyone is trying to get the like. It's the first defender, like near post. That's the ball that we are doing. Why we have Tierney who could throw in crosses from like freaking middle of the park. why can't he see, take uh, a cro- uh, corner no the issue here is the issue here is like see taking or like sending a cross like when the game is in play and when the game is like switched off like uh, for a set piece it's completely different because you have players like uh, who are ready to defend or who are expecting it to come so see that as i said ready players identify train them really well that is not happening it is like uh, on the day like see there was a period like where like our penalty kicks were like that whoever is available like uh, it will be like a rotation and everybody will take and everybody will miss it also <laughs> the same thing is happening i expect it, like until that is don't like, see an uh, improvement there i expect it to be sorted out quickly see mostly right like the creative player whom we are going to get it right might be the player who is going to take it mm. see free kicks also if you see right like say we have like zaka is the only person who can do proper uh, free kicks at the moment and zaka is not a good free kick taker but like he is the only person we have at the moment too see sebelas or others takes it like see the other person who can take it is billion billion like is not going to start at all so we have to depend on zaka now for the free kick so we need a player definitely like who can deliver those Parte. set pieces we don't have anybody party i don't think like has that skill like uh, no, the creative midfielder whom we whom we are going to get it might be the person who has to like do that hmm. but again like is... uh, yeah sorry sorry go ahead go ahead sorry i like no no, no. you finish it like uh, the one which i'm going to say is completely different so you can finish it no for me i was just going to say that like every time i hear the word specialist coming to a team i know for sure that nothing's going to work it's always been the case <laughs> we get like a physical physio specialist and uh, we got a lot goalkeeper of goalkeeper specialist <laughs> specialist and and it was like the goalkeepers were doing fuck all nothing happened So yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't trust these fucking specialists. Anyone who calls himself a specialist and come, just see, they should be, they should be staying away from the club. <laughs> That is true. Like they said, the runner's son is a good keeper and got him. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, But uh, uh, just like out of the topic, uh, which can lighten your mood. Uh, see, that's right. Like we are like, uh, it's very long. Like we have defeated them. Like it's a long. Uh, Conspiracy theory or something like which can lighten your mood. See, Crystal Palace had Zaka and like uh, they wanted to like sell Zaka to United or Arsenal at the time. Both the teams were trying. We sold Sanchez to uh, United and we didn't sign Zaka. Like they might have cursed us. yeah <laughs> but but talking about recruitment did you guys hear about the uh, sign, uh, we arsenal signed the head of football operations this guy called uh, richard garlic garlic yeah uh, 
uh, it seems like he's he's really highly rated in the pl uh, because he's the one who actually worked on the uh, restart operation restart or something so it seems like people rate him i don't know what that means i mean uh, at the end of the day if he's able to sign proper players or if he's able to provide the proper support i would be happy on honestly given at this point in time i think the only people that i i feel i can get excited about are the manager and the players because outside of that anyone else has come with a lot of fanfare done a few things but then has been found out and been replaced by the club so i am really very apprehensive of about being like you know um excited about this i don't know anything about this guy we were excited about rahul and then he was kicked out of the club excited about uh, uh, swen and he was kicked kicked out of the club so really these guys uh, they might be like you know the best in, in at what they do but uh, it, from what we've seen recently it seems like we are a club that really needs like specialists for these positions more than players on the pitch and uh, even if they are great outside come with a stellar reputation they fail at at arsenal uh for for whatever the reason might be so uh, honestly this is uh, i i don't know about the guy enough to be excited and, and and this thing these things that keep happening always like you know keep me worried so i i don't know hope hope something good happens hmm. hope is good and uh, because so yeah. one thing like uh, on the same thing like uh, i had a like a rumor i'm not sure whether it is true or false mm-hmm. like uh, looks like uh, edu is now reporting to arteta yeah 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 that's that's, like, that's arteta thing. has been like yeah. uh, ah really yeah 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 edu's there's a there's a reversal of uh, roles so now uh, edu no longer arteta no longer reports to edu the other way around oh. so he's arteta's apparently like uh, gotten more power and what i'm thinking is that the club has probably seen that edu is not as good as uh, they mm. thought he was going to be and if they were to let him go right now i don't think we have the money to let him go because he's just have a contract running we would have to we'd be ending up playing, paying like more than 10 million so they just want to probably reverse the roles keep him there and and then like you know have him help arteta rather than uh, the other way around arteta reporting to him yeah uh, the whole club structure is not something that uh, i would want to touch upon this podcast Uh, but arun did you see the did you see the moment when arteta tried to come into the pitch and kick the ball away <laughs> it wasn't in the, it, you know what it, i i found there was a, there was a, it, it it was made bigger than what it really was because yeah, it, I mean, it, the ball went out of play yeah. and he touched it yeah, Crystal I, mean, Palace, yeah it, i i don't know what they were complaining for i didn't see any reason he's a, he's a he's a he's a player that used to play for that shit around the down the road so yeah of course he's going to make yeah, a more out of the yeah and... now i remember it was townsend yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so i mean yeah. it it made no sense to me i was the ball came out the yeah. manager is trying to the guy is trying to do a good thing maybe yeah like he came out of his box but it was like a really bad thing in any way but it was a I, great touch and i felt like yeah we should have a player <laughs> player maybe, coach maybe should be playing yeah. <laughs> no, no, let's not go there let's not do the same thing that the club did when they appointed him calling him arsenal club legend and all that hey. no, no but uh, let's uh, we've been talking for a long time i think uh, we would just wrap it up with you know predictions for the newcastle game we are we are going to play newcastle again this uh, monday which is going to be really odd for for us but uh, you guys want to predict that game ellen do you want to go ahead ellen because you get Last the predictions most time i predicted time. a 2-0 Yeah yeah <laughs> exactly I predicted tournil again so that's, why, <laughs> that's why I wanted you to go ahead because you kind of are on a roll like when you are predicting so I am going like the same tournil this time also another clean sheet okay yes uh, arun are you that uh, that positive you know what every game that i predicted uh, that we would not keep a clean sheet we've ended up keeping one so i don't want to jinx that you know <laughs> so i would not say a clean sheet uh, with maybe a 2-1 win or a one yeah 2-1 win let's say 2-1 win same prediction as last time <laughs> no last time i think i said oh it was a cup game yeah that's why i had yeah. to predict 2-1 otherwise i would have gone for a draw yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to predict a 3-0 win. 
Okay, you're you're flying now. You're you're. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no. He said three one last time. Uh, yeah. Now he's saying three zero. Yeah. Like, uh, within I, a week, like he has got confident that it'll be a clean. No, sheet. I think I think it's going to be a clean sheet, especially I think uh, um, Gabriel you is going to come back. Newcastle don't have any attacking props, yeah. attacking options. Yeah, yeah and I think Gabriel is going to come back, and uh, and Tierney is going to come back. So I I think I hope Tierney comes back. I mean, Tierney, like I heard yeah, a statement, uh, he's back for Monday. Yeah, and I, I also think that Partey would start, so uh, I think that would be a positive for us. Uh, and I kind of have an inkling that maybe Willian would start uh, instead of uh, Saka. Uh, I think that is going to happen. Uh, Saka would be rested. He played on Thursday, right? Saka did. Uh, yeah, no, Saka, Saka did, did not start the game. Did he? No. Saka started the game. Yeah. With Crystal Palace, yeah, and he oh, played like right, right. he oh, played yeah. uh, he played right, and then he was moved to the left when the they left substituted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so I think Willian might get the nod ahead of uh, Saka in this game, and uh, and I think a three-zero win is what I'm looking forward. But uh, anyways, it's been a nice spot, guys. Thank you so much for joining in. Hopefully, we'll win uh, the next game and meet back in a you know more positive note. Hey, we are positive I, right now. I, You're I, the only one who's being negative. Ellen <laughs> and I are positive. <laughs> no, I cannot. I cannot see United being there on the table and be positive about it. So that's uh, <laughs> that's something that I want desperately to change. I don't know how possible that is, but that is something that I'm hoping this game week would change. Anyways, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I'll meet you next week. Bye bye. And that is the end of the pod. For more Arsenal-related content, please like, subscribe, and share to the Away Gunners podcast. See you next week. Arsenal! Arsenal!